All right, man. Welcome back to the Plug In Podcast, formerly known as the Menology Project Podcast. As you notice, we're switched over to something new, man. We wanted to be able to cover more conversations around what men have going on, uh, the different struggles, the different issues that we have. But at the end of all of it, man, we want to seek some solutions uh, that are basically um, uh, uh, to problems that are just basically, you know, common to all men across the globe. All right. So, the, one of the hottest topics out there right now uh, that is being discussed across both, you know, with the ladies and with the, the with the guys is masculinity. And uh, so today, man, we're going to just talk about, you know, what is masculinity and can masculinity actually be toxic? OK, so what I want you all to do is just kind of hang in here with us, man. We're going to have a good time. Uh, I definitely brought on a co-host to come out here, man, to help me discuss this great topic. And so I want to introduce my boy, uh, Apostle Moses, to be correct. But uh, I just call him Moses, man. And we're going to have a good time. What's, What's going, going on, man? Nothing much, man. How you doing? What's going on? How we living? We're living good, man. Everything's good. <laughs> Listen, man, we got a great topic today. Uh, before we jump into that, man, let the people kind of know who you are, what you do. And all that kind of good stuff, man. So go ahead. Um, we from um uh Tampa, Florida. Uh that's where we are originated from. Um, um, well, that's where our ministry is at. Um, I am a certified counselor, um, psychologist, whatever you want to call it. We get into all of that. I specialize in psychotherapy. Uh, that's kind of what we do. Um, and I do family and marriage counseling. So uh it's right up my alley. Um, talking to men is something that we love to do. Just being able to be a part of that community as well. Um, yeah, not a lot. I'm a pastor. I have a beautiful, lovely wife. I don't know how far he wants me to go into this. Uh, but uh, you know what's going on, man? You know, I got uh, something about you. Yeah, yeah. I um, I'm an author too. Um, I, I'm actually in the process of writing a book. At the time of this, uh, at the time of this actual podcast. Uh, I'm actually in the process of writing a book on dating. I'm actually writing a book on dating. So this is going to be interesting. And yes, one of the topics in the book is masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Because <laughs> we need to redefine it and we need to talk about it. And so um, I do, I, I, I do, I'm just always in the space of relationships, how to do them. I want to know how to do them better. Uh, even as a, a clinician, I want to know how to be a better husband a better son to God. I want to know how to be a better servant to my community. So I'm always in the space of just wanting to learn and expand my knowledge and more. So, yeah. Listen, man, I'm only going to have cats that's on this show, man, that actually can bring something to the table. <laughs> my expertise level. You heard what I'm saying, man. Uh, listen, let's just dive right on in this, man. So, okay. So what is masculinity? Well, now he, I'm saying he said he wants to. So by definition, masculinity, because I'm trying to see where I need to go. By definition, uh, masculinity is um, it's really the characteristics and traits of, of, of a male and of a man. So that's really, you know, the summation of what masculinity is. Um, yeah, I'll leave that there because we gonna we got so much to drag out. But that's what it is by definition. Uh, okay, so that's yeah. so cut and clear. So why are people having such a hard time or struggle <laughs> with being able to actually understand what masculinity is or so quick to turn it right on over to a more of a toxic uh, masculinity versus really just diving in on the strength behind what masculinity brings to the table, right? So like you said, so if it basically refers to the roles, the behaviors, the attributes of a man. Right. Okay, so that's going to be a lot about our strength. Uh, right ability to lead um we're christians so it's going to be the, the authority behind what god has given us to lead our families our communities uh to uh be businessmen and 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 then also it, it provides a little grit right so it, mm -hmm. it, it provides a little something something to keep people to step up off of us when we're out here right so <laughs> I'm just saying the masculinity is what helps you protect your family, but also it does. It's yourself. true. It's true. Uh, it's not a bad thing because basically, you know, the Bible, you know, pretty much talks about uh being able to be angry, but not being not sinning. Uh, mm -hmm. but then God also gives us, you know, some cushion out there to be able to be protective of our families. I'm not saying going out here to fight folks, 
right our stuff but i think that at the same time if, if if your family or yourself is imposed upon um you know by someone that's trying to take advantage of you i think that that's what you'll feel the natural te testosterone masculinity flow uh that yeah. would tell you to protect yourself so that's the stuff that i look at it's like masculinity actually tells you to protect women Right, 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 like right. Masculinity should tell you to be chivalrous. It should tell you uh, to humble yourself because you have to be able to be in the right sound of mind uh, to be able to make the right type of choices and decisions that you need to make. So to me, overall, masculinity, the way that God places it into us mm -hmm. is what actually is another thing that helps us drive towards the purpose that God has given us uh, because of the leadership or the dominion that he gave us over the earth and then and over what we have. So when we look at that, how do you think, uh, or what could we put in place that can actually start strengthening the more sound thoughts around masculinity, uh, versus just, just jumping off the, the deep end because a guy goes rogue. That is some type of toxic masculinity. Man, that's loaded. So, <laughs> okay. So here's what I would say. Um, it's so much to cover on this. Um, Cause when you talk about masculinity, so let's deal with this. The reason why I come, there's such a conversation around masculinity now is because we have interjected pronouns and we've interjected a whole nother community into the conversation and discussion. That's number one. You're right. Yep. Uh, number two, well, that's actually number two. Number one, the the definition uh, the definition of patriarchy of patriarchy has actually changed. Well, according to what they're saying, it is changed and has changed because according um, to what we we understand, uh, it's this tyrannical mon uh, uh, patriarchy that has killed the world and did all this other crazy stuff. And so <laughs> right. people are redefining, trying to redefine what it means to even be in a, in a patriarch. You know, what does that mean? Like this systematic masculinity that has went. And so in times past, uh, and I don't want to go here, but I got to, uh, even my background, I got to say this, uh, because there's no other way to understand, especially for, for men of color, uh, to say this. Um, because the predominant projection of what masculinity has been has been that of a Caucasian male uh, dominating the world through finances, through oppression, uh, through systematic, um, you know, concepts and constructs, but then also through um, the, the, the economic structures of uh, how to keep people impoverished through finances. And then for the women to actually keep them up on a, a quote unquote, their rule and thumb. Um, and so this is where. Uh, we are redefined. I guess the culture is redefined with masculinity. But I do right. want to make this clear. Um, God never. God never gave anything other than one definition of what a man, a man is and masculinity is. So I think the question for the Christian man is what definition are we reading? Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, are we looking at the world's definition? Are we looking at scripture? Because if you go to Genesis. I mean, if you go to Genesis chapter one, one through three, you have the definition of 80 percent of the reality that we live in. Uh, right. Why Jesus came, what we're supposed to be doing. like, all of that is right there in the first literally in the first chapter. Right. He defines what a man is and what a man is supposed to do. And so because um, that's what, you know, manhood is nothing but masculinity at its height, at its highest form. Right. So that's just my that's my short answer uh, that I would give, I would say. So when I look at it, I think that um, because at one point, so if we go, if we predate ourselves back, right, um, mm -hmm. and we're not going to go too far back, we'll just say my grandfather was like born in like 1908. Uh, so even in slavery and 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 all the oppression and and all of the freedom fighting and all the stuff that was going <laughs> on, the roles of women and men were still put and stayed in place. Right, 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 right. Which is like a crazy thing, right? It's just like, man, we right. got like all this crazy rhetoric, all this crazy stuff is going on. Mm -hmm. But yet the roles of men and women were literally put and stamped in place. Um, mm. Women and the children already understood what dad brought to the table or the husband brought to the table. Yeah. Uh, or even if he wasn't a father or anything, if he was just a man, 
it was already yeah. understood that this guy's going to be working in the coal mines at the factory. This is true. This is true. That's it was already set in stone that that is what's going to happen. Right. Um, nobody had to look around to see whether or not the wife was going to go and do this and this. It was literally dad's going to get up work until you know the sun. I mean, until the moon came up. Right. <laughs> and then came home ate. Um, probably you know. Of course, as a masculine man, you're going to want food and sex. So, right. And then, and then you're going to go to sleep. Right. So that was basically the, that was the narrative around that time. And, and it was a cycle of life up until basically the war really kicked in. Yeah. And then the separation from men having to go fight in the war and then leaving women at home. Oh. Now we start and scene <laughs> because right, this right, is right. where that masculinity started to take a shift. Right. Um, and I think that when you send men away to do one thing, even though they were doing something masculine, mm-hmm. protecting the world, right. Protecting the USA. Um, and, but from a domestic standpoint in everyday living, they were absent. And so then what you're doing now is that now you have this big shift that's coming over and now women are actually becoming, breadwinners for years man i mean you're talking for about years. Being in, you know being in, uh in um vietnam you know what i'm saying two and three years and i mean somebody's got to make some money and bank you know veterans right now dude have problems with getting help from the government so right. you can just imagine back then and being a person of color dude it was just probably just not even a thought um to get any assistance so of course women had to step it up to actually go out and make some money and it's not really so this whole toxic masculinity, I mean, toxic um, uh, masculine, female masculinity or uh-huh. women who are mad. That's really not even a thing. It's not, like, yeah. We want we want to make it a thing because uh-huh. and, and we're going to I'm going to I'm going to dial into that and give you my thoughts. And then yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready for you to go there because yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, uh, but just trying to set the stage up on how masculinity started really getting punched in the face. Right. And being, like you said, that culture starting to try to redefine it uh, is because basically once the women stepped in place and then we can go through a long line of things that happen in there. But everything in a nutshell is that when women had to start doing it and men had to come back. The first thing that got bruised was the man's masculinity because he was no longer looked at as the role started changing. And of course, men are accustomed to one, two, three four, five. We don't want, we don't want to go out of order. We don't want to go by twos or threes. We want to go one through 10. And I think that when we got back on the scene at home and it's like, dang, we didn't lose the house. The kids are still moving. They're still eating. And then you're looking at your wife like, man, you did all of that without me. So what's the first thing that you think in your mind is that are you even needed? Am I even needed? So that's the first strike that I say that went against masculinity that literally started putting us in this deficit. So we've been really headed in this deficit around masculinity being, uh, or I want to use the words hemorrhaging. It's been literally been bleeding out Mm -hmm. since right there when that war, when the wars really took place. 1942, 1950. I couldn't think of the number that I was going to say right around 1948, somewhere around there. Yeah. uh, Yeah. From what I remember from just reading, but Man, that was a big blow to our basically our macho ego, right? It's like, yeah. am I even needed? Am I even needed? Yeah. So, but it's not just an American thing, though. This is the thing that we got to realize. Mm-hmm. The attack on masculinity that's taking place right now is a global yeah. pandemic or dilemma. This is not just a it was a Western culture thing. Yeah. 1980s, it was 1980s, it was black men. Uh, 1990s, the black man dies out, and now we just after any men of color, black and brown, because right. 1980s we was it was a gang attack because it was about drugs, right? right? Right. That's a whole conspiracy, but the U.S. government has been documented, you know, right. uh, in an attack against the black family, especially against the black men. In 1980s, if you do your research, it's there. So you move from the 1980s into the 1990s. You're now seeing that they have moved beyond the black into the black and brown you start to see more of our hispanic cuban brothers locked up as well and now we're in the 2000s and now you can't so drugs don't control it anymore because now your children are listening to our music right so now the whole entire world because you know nwa went to do a concert in 
police dragged him out. You know what I'm saying? So the hip hop changed the culture. Well, where did hip hop come from? Hip hop started with a bunch of men, black men who were impoverished. This goes all the way back to 1970s, 1960s. So this goes back to Vietnam War. Yeah. So you (laughs) see all this. So now it started with us. But I want to make this clear because I think a lot of times when we have discussion about masculinity, it does become this black, white thing or becomes female and male thing. It is a global pandemic. Um, And I'll say this and and then we can go somewhere else because I anyway. it's so bad that the Eastern cultures that are known uh, to be family orientated, uh, that, that that are known to uh, communities, the fabric of their communities uh, is neither feminine nor masculine, but it's balanced um, to where everybody understands the caste system, they understand their roles. Even right. in communist countries, we right. are finding statistically that women are no longer wanting to be the stay-at-home woman right. or mom. Now, when it starts leaking over into Asian cultures, right. cultures that have been known for Years. centuries to <laughs> honor marriage, that they are they don't even want to be in the house anymore, they right. don't even desire to be submissive anymore, then at that point, we have to really look at what right. is really happening at the core. Um, and so the issue of masculinity is, is far sense. But yes, to your point, it does go back to the 1940s, 1942, 48, uh, 1950. Um, and without getting too technical about the women's rights and those kind of things, right? it shifted the entire conversation for us. And here's the crazy part. Because of the decline that has happened, um, men have not, we have not made it back to even. So we, and this is statistically proven globally, Men, yep. so the war, the world war, the what? world war, world, right, took right, right. the entire masculine population, not just Americans, right. the entire right. masculine population has suffered because of that war. Yeah. Um, and we're still experiencing the residuals of it now. So, right. And I like how you said that, man, about being even. We literally have not even gotten back to an even. No, not at all. Because now, uh, like you said, without really going into like the women's movement and stuff. Right. Um, but the impact, like I said, mm-hmm. if, I, if, if I come back from the war and I don't feel like I'm needed. Right, right, right. That's the first thing. So then you go from not really need, being needed um, to where then that really started the, 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 that ball rolling of the absence of fathers. Right. It did. Because it did. before that, like I said, through all of the segregations, the mm-hmm. freedom fighting, all listen, right. we were getting married, uh, all of that. I mean, everything was still kind of going. I mean, and, and this is the thing. We did it out of survival. Right. Like it really, it was literally based all the roles. Uh, like uh, I, I teach a class on for men and, and we got, it's one part in there. And it's like, men were literally going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the Jim Crow days, not knowing if they're going to return back home, right? Not so, a, yeah. yeah. But but look how strong that masculinity was at that time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's and and it never really it, it didn't even weaken, dude. It was actually it got stronger. And this is a crazy part, right? So at that time, fathers were putting out strong sons. Strong, right? yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Which, definitely. which shows you about the slavery trade, right? Yeah. yeah. How, how can the slavery trade continue to keep itself moving if, if, if strong black young boys weren't being produced? Produced, right? They were being produced because of the roles, the gender roles were already set. Men, right. do, maybe said we we strengthen our bodies, we get stronger because we know we got to take on more mentally, physically, all of the stuff. So when you start doing all of that, and like I said, and then you get to a certain point in the, in time, like you said, to where the the whole world went into war. Yeah. And yeah. everybody had to give up their men to come and fight in a war that literally wiped us out across yes. the board. Yes. Leaving hundreds and millions of women, you know, mm-hmm. uh, husbandless, brotherless, yeah. fatherless. Yeah. Now having to fend for themselves until the younger boys got of age to be able to start this cycle over. Well, yeah. fast forward, if there's no father there to actually now produce right. a strong man who can walk in purpose, who understands the masculinity. 
and understanding safety, understanding self-control. If you remove that man out of the way, now you're just leaving him up to the culture to do it. Um, yeah, definitely. because basically we we know with uh with men and women, man, we're gonna find someone mm-hmm. to try to help us get to where we have to get to. Now, you know, to me, I think that the church probably should do a better job definitely. Uh, securing spaces where you can actually talk to young men about men stuff. Um, uh, I can't even think of the word I'm trying to say, but at, side by side to God's word, mm-hmm. uh, but not just given all scripture. Right. Bible right. study, Right. Right. But, but what does real life look like? And then using the Bible to help guide structure and clean up all the mess around what we're thinking, but real life is taking place out here. And you got guys that are not coming to church. You know, men don't really, the spiritual stuff don't really hit with them as much because we're all great. We're thinking we always got to be in a grind mode, not understanding that, like you said, in Genesis chapters one through three is that God said, Hey, if you basically get in my presence and you get on, if you leave it up to me, I can guide you through it. Right. But like I said, the cycle of life has pushed us away from God, starting with Adam. And yeah. we're pushing farther and farther away from the person who can actually help you. Help, to do us, what you do. Yeah. help us understand what this whole masculine. Sometimes you don't understand, man. It's like self-control. You know, like, what does that even look like? You got these young guys here that don't even understand how to have self-control because the masculinity part of them mm. has never been shaped. So this is always, it, it hasn't been shaped. So when we look at the word toxic masculinity, <laughs> well, technically, I think when I looked it up, man, it, toxic masculinity had just got on the scene in what, 2015? Yeah, it's not. That's a, that's a new age word. It's a new age word, dude. It's, uh, like I yeah. said, you go back past 2000. Well, I'm 47, bro. When in night in 82, 89, 91, we I never heard nothing about no toxic masculinity. And I came out of a divorced family with a you know what I'm saying? Like uh, my mom and dad got divorced when I was 10. And even all the stuff that went on in there, I still never heard nobody say, Hey, your dad had toxic masculinity. And so that never do. That's like a new term, but like you said, it's the attack on the man and yeah. the enemy, the devil. Because mm-hmm. Christian podcast, but the the devil is literally out here trying to snuff out man pure because he actually understands, dude. If these guys actually really find out exactly what God left them from a dominion and right, power right. standpoint, like these two things, that's in Genesis two, like dominion and power over this earth, subdue so it. Like they would actually understand that, dude. It won't be nothing that they couldn't do if they did it. So the attack on men and starting with our masculinity making us. I'm going to let you talk because I want to talk about these dresses and stuff. It's like really trying to take us out of what it is to be masculine. But see, here's the problem, too, though. So when you when you when you take men and you indoctrinate them in the homes of single women um, who are independent women who are not associated with a man, then men end up feminine or effeminized. And then you then you take out the masculinity overtones, because here's the thing. And you kind of hit on it. Here's the thing. Masculinity is is inherent, but it must be taught. Yes. Um, and so if it's not taught, it can't, it's not exemplary of, of what it is. Even by definition, the, um, the Bible says we have to train up a child. So right. men have to be trained up into manhood. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, if the version of manhood you're getting is coming from a bitter woman or a broken man, because we have single right. fathers too, who are broken because of whatever the reason is, or you do have a divorce situation where you're in between two households with two ideologies and two concepts. <laughs> right. Then, life, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you got two mamas, two daddies. Yeah, it's cute on paper. It's horrible in reality right. because there is no real line of delineation. And so by saying that, oh, there is no a premise of vision. And so, yeah, it goes back to what you kind of said. Um, I want to address this, man, because I, I know we finna shift gears because you saying something. I want to address this. Go so ahead. what ends up happening is 
because of the way that we are going in our society and because of it's becoming a societal norm to devalue men mm -hmm. and, and to strip them of anything that seems masculine, even your sons, we are going to emasculate them as well. And, and we're not just talking about unsafe, we're talking about safe folks too. Right. Um, and so what happens is men can only show up in life based on what the standard is or based on what people say the qualification or definition is. So as long as you keep redefining the definition, men, because we are pattern creatures, we will, we will, we are more changeable. We're more flexible and more fluid in our thought processes because we're logical to shift into that narrative. So now you have a lot of men who show up in life and say, Hey, I'm a man because I can buy you a house. I work a good paying job. I, I got right. six figures. I got my own. So now everything about the man becomes superficial. It becomes surface level. And men are not forced to work on what you were talking about character because the men, our forefathers were not just physically strong. They were mentally strong yep. to have to deal with oppression and racism. The way that they did, you had to be mentally strong, not right. physically. What we are producing now, is an emotional man because he has been effeminized yeah. by women yep. or that other gender who claims to be a gender who want to use other pronouns. Right. And so anything that looks masculine is considered to be toxic. Now, here we go. All right. Yeah. That's how I said my piece. No. And I mean, literally, that's, <laughs> because that's, I mean, that's really what it is, is that if, if, um, if I want to, if I go hard at my son and say, Hey, you don't deserve a participation trophy. There's a mm. winner and a loser. Right. 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 Goodness, you see how the, how the society has now or culture has shifted. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. 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 Everybody. How dare you tell a, a, your son that he, he's a loser and he didn't win. Well, but then, cause that's actually what builds our character around character. our ability yeah. to compete our ability to have some yeah. self-worth, our ability to hold ourselves accountable for the work that we put in on a particular thing. Right, you have right. to have some accountability as a man. Like You're you right, said, right. because yeah. we're so fluid, right? Because, right. because we're fluid, dude, we'll literally take the easy way out. Guys yeah. will always look for the easiest way. That's yeah. why you have to train up a child. You have to train your son to be consistent, yeah. have character live a godly life um say yes ma'am no ma'am uh do not raise your voice at my wife or your mother i mean you have to teach yeah. them this stuff because other than that masculinity just kind of goes rogue it's just it like rogue. it's not toxic it's just it's un yeah. um it's untrained yeah it, untrained yes it's untrained and you you have to train it so that so the so that the boys can actually understand like man Hey, dude, this dude bumped my shoulder when I walked by, Dad. Mm -hmm. I ain't never felt this before, man, but I could have punched him in the face. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I've had my son tell me that. And, and for a long time, I was trying to explain it to him, but he was, you know, he couldn't really understand it. When he started playing basketball on the AAU circuit, man, and we're going down to these inner cities, these dudes are, you know, they they from the they from the hood, bro. Really? They they bring in, they bring in everything. And we're talking about guys that can go hard in the paint, play ball, but they, mm -hmm. they got that edge, right? My son yeah. got, he got hip checked. He got uh, shoulder hit. And dude, eventually that dude was looking like he had to grab a guy. And then, mm -hmm. you know, oh, Q would never do. What is he doing? I'm like, yeah, but you don't have to teach a boy about feeling a certain wild way and protecting himself. Yeah. Like how you say it. It's innate. It's there. Yeah. It's automatic. Yeah. Like I told my son, teaching you how to fight is what I have to do because you will go after somebody. Right, right, right. <laughs> you may right. not know what you're doing, and you right. may get to behind whoop because the guy right. knows and he's been trained, but that's not going to stop you from protecting yourself and trying to go after somebody because they did something to you. Right. But that's where you have to have this proper training, proper mm -hmm. understanding. And I think if we do get back to where we're supposed to, I mean, you look at the statistics right now around fathers in the home, dude. If we're at 78 and 81% of fatherless homes, 68% of the fathers that are in the home don't even participate with their kids. This is 68%. Yeah. This is like an unreal number for you to be in a house and you don't even participate with your kids, bro. Like, what are you like? What are we doing? And why are you want to know why we can't produce? But I stopped getting angry at that because I had to go back. 
if yeah. you didn't have a daddy or somebody to teach you, then you're yeah. not going to even know how to do how it. How right? to do that. Yeah. And then I'll tell even on myself. So like I said, my mom and dad got divorced when I was 10. Mm -hmm. I get married. My mom has always been the person who prayed, who basically did everything. Right? Uh, she she yeah. did all of that. So when I got married, bro, it was just like, you know, I'm sitting around waiting on my wife to call us down for prayer. And I'm I'm literally just waiting around. And if, <laughs> she came to me like, uh, dude, uh, are we, are you going to, so are we going to be doing praying? I mean, what are, what do you have for what us to doing? do? Yeah. And I'm looking at her like, and I literally, I mean, literally like the Holy Spirit, like just slap me like, bro, wake up. <laughs> that's, that's a man's position you that's yeah. a leader's position it you're is. asking someone who is supposed to be following you this is why i say that if you do your stuff right as a man you do have the power and the position mm -hmm. and the purpose to make and do and have your family moving in the right direction towards god and everything that god wants the purpose and everything yeah. but it's going to start with us we so often just throw it on god well god God has it, but uh, we're going to pray about it and let the Lord and the Lord is like, okay, so if you read my word, there's mm -hmm. nothing in it that told said that I was going to raise your children. There's right. not a verse in there that says God will raise, have children and God will raise those children. No, right. but there is a verse in that tells men mm -hmm. to love their wives as Christ loves the, love church. the church. Right. Okay, so what does that mean? That means that you're going to have to have a relationship with me so that you can learn mm -hmm. how I love the church. That's it. So that's our mm -hmm. missing piece. Guys don't want to do anything. Man, church is so hard to get men involved with. But it's like if we want to create the environment to where women want to be women again, right? Mm -hmm. Because women yeah. are in these spaces, man, based around what we have put out. Of course. Yeah, definitely. Women are being more masculine because we are not being masculine. Masculine at all. Yeah. Like you and said, without oh, fear, without huh? fear, like without fear, true masculinity is it's not taught. Well, they call it toxic. It's firm. It's, it's firm, dude. Yes, we are. We are more uh, confrontational. We are more uh, confrontive. Uh, yep. We deal with conflicts head on. Yeah. Um, men don't when you really walk in your masculinity and your maleness i'm gonna say this you don't care a monkey's toe nope about nobody but now to the world you arrogant you conceited you right. and if you have the propensity to be directed by the other genders yep. sirs genders whatever you want to call yourself right then you will lead out of your God-given, ordained calling, yep. gifting, because that's your first calling is yep. the body you were given, right? That's yep. I'm a man first. Before I'm black, I'm a man, and then you know, but before any of that, I'm a son of God. Then I'm 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 a man. Then I'm black, and then you know, you just go down the list. Yeah. So if if, if if we are not identifying by what it means to actually be masculine in its totality, then we are totally, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to know our place. And so I say that because council culture, um, a real man, they're like, man, I don't care about no council culture. Okay. I'm going to say this because it needs to be said. <laughs> I don't care about it. Council me, right? And so, But the world is starting to galvanize around these kinds of men. This is the reason why and I hate to say this. People like Andrew Tate, the Kevin Samuels, all these jerks. The reason why they get from women, right? Women. The reason why they getting so much notoriety and had in Kevin Samuels' case had got so much notoriety is because they walked in their masculinity. It was now. If you want to talk about toxic masculinity, that's probably where you want to have the conversation around those kind of guys. However, right. it still doesn't take away the fact that because they walked in masculinity. Right. They were just men and they didn't care what you thought. Right. But misguided. Mis totally misguided, but walked in that they were able to get an audience. And so what does that say to us? That the world is such a starvation. Yep. For masculinity, they will follow something toxic. Right. And I don't even think women even understand that you they, they fight against submission and all this stuff, but they don't right. understand that you actually follow. 
good, bad, or indifferent. You're following a man of some sort. I'm sorry, this you 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 yeah. just are it, it, because that. I mean, I I. You, <laughs> I, I'm at the gym and I watch a young little young guy, probably about like 19. They come at five o'clock in the morning. He's got his little girlfriend. And they and they got to be about 19 years old. And she yeah. gets up every morning and comes to the gym with him and uh, just walks around. <laughs> and I'm like, this dude's like 19 years old. And he's actually been able to convince a girl to get up at 19, at five o'clock in the morning to come to the gym with him while he walks around and does his workout. And I was like, because basically in the, in the inside of you as a woman, you you're built to want to follow because right scripture says that right genesis one mm -hmm. to three it tells mm -hmm. you that women were actually created for the man, man. Like that, yeah. that it, god didn't create her from the dirt as like she was part you know right. everybody and we throw the words equal and we're right. equal but equal what, but different but but what we were designed for was two totally different, two different things. things yeah you're only equal through human through the humanism is right, the, right, right, right. You're, you're a man. Yeah. I'm a woman. I mean, I'm right. a man. You're a woman. And but when it really comes down to it, even the woman, you came out of me. Right, 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 right. So automatically, dude, that put me in a position to where I got to make sure that I got my relationship with Christ right because, yeah. okay, so I, you automatically have somebody that's already counting on you. Whether listen, and that it's doesn't true. matter whether she makes money or not or whatever she does, dude, yeah. he's counting on you. And so what happens is that since men are not being taught how mm. to harness, you know, the strength behind the masculinity that we were given from God, it, and I'm going to take it back to what you said with the uh, superficial. So now it's like, Hey, mm. I bought you a big house. Right. And women are like, dude, I was actually created for you to be led by you. Right. And so you're thinking that the house and the car and the plane and stuff is actually what I want. Now, I may say that, right? And I'm only talking from that because I came out of a provish home. Right. See, people who already got money ain't really, that's not what, they don't care nothing about you Thinking having about that at all. Yeah, no. A woman that's born in wealth from her father's wealth, she's not looking at you going, well, if he doesn't have a lot of money and I can't buy plane, No, she's looking at it like... Whether you got money or not, homeboy, I'm going to get an inheritance. So it doesn't really. I mean, Paris Hilton got an inheritance regardless of who she married. Yeah. She didn't. She didn't have to have another guy to actually come along and have all this money, right? She had an inheritance. So basically, it's like I come with a hundred million. But what do? So now, what do I need from you, right? So now mm. that, that taps into your masculinity. That taps into your ability to protect. Yeah, we look at provision and we think monetary. No, right, right. Religion also talks about your mental, yes, spiritual safety. Mm -hmm. the ability, you want to provide a place yeah. for trust to be able to be built, a place right. honesty can yeah. be harnessed. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when I look at the words provision, dude, I'm not just thinking about even in my own home, is that me making a million dollars? That's that's not that's not true provision, dude. Because when you look at the way that God actually did for us, right? Right. Love your, love your wife the way I love the church. The monetary is not even on his list. It's not even in there. Man, you're getting on something. See, so you messing with me. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, but the monetary part is something that just it's comes along there. with seeking him. That, that's it. That's it. it and, um, even to add to that, even to add to that, go to Genesis. This, this is where God had to deliver me. From this whole concept of provision and prosperity, uh, he took me to Genesis and just showed me. Where do you see Adam providing for Eve? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> where do you see? Where do you see the prosperity? Like the way we teach it, where do you see it for Adam and Eve? God, God provided everything that. that he, so actually, to have a grinding, hustling getting the bag mindset is actually anti-kingdom it is and it's counterproductive to kingdom masculinity true masculinity is total reliance upon the oh, king himself man. for yeah. all provided needs yeah. and unfortunately 
we don't teach prosperity like that. We don't teach um, kingdom principles like that. Um, I've heard people say that, like, I'm a kingdom entrepreneur. No such thing. Uh, I'm a kingdompreneur. I'm a, I'm a kingdom financier. You're delusional. That's what you are. Uh, th th these things don't exist. Um, it, it, because if God supplies all the needs, then the onus to perform it, produce that is off of me. Now, here is the point that men should be excited about. If it's, if you're not responsible for the provision, then the stress that comes along with that is off of you. Now, most men won't get this because we're not doing Matthew 6 and 33, which is seeking the kingdom first in his righteousness. Right. So we, and Jesus told you the Gentiles, heathens seek after the bag in so if you're bag seeking as a christian you're well by definition according to jesus you're a heathen you're acting like a heathen because that's a heathen oh. mindset and yeah. so true kingdom masculinity is total submission upon the father in all things that you do and so right. no i don't provide but now here's what adam did do god put him where he's supposed to be at, and then god god brought the power to get the wealth to him. You name stuff and I'm going to give you everything you need to eat. That's why I made no sense for him to eat the fruit. You know, you got to understand the consequence <laughs> has to match. Like you, you're an idiot. Like God gave you a roof, food. Like there was no bartering system, no currency, no nothing. God supernaturally provided everything. Well, supernaturally and naturally provided everything. When Adam needed a wife, Adam didn't even know he needed one. God... Anyway, let me go. Don't give me on because I, 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 the whole thing on provision is it, just it, it has bubbled over into me. It, I've entered a whole new season now where I'm seeing God, and I'm telling you, I couldn't get this stuff. Now, mind you, and this is what happens to a lot of men. I'll shut up. This is what happened to a lot of men. You go through a season where God tests you, and you pass the test, but you missed the lesson. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like you passed it. Like you learned how to trust God. God supernaturally did things. Nobody. Now you weren't wifed up at that time. Sometimes you're not, but majority of men are not wifed up when they learn that lesson. Right. right. Then right. you get married and you become an idiot. You go out and you trying to run and hustle and make money. And God's like, you didn't forget this. Right. This is why I trained you with this in singleness. So you wouldn't come into the marriage trying to provide for your wife. Right. So what God is like, listen, I can't bless this in your hands. Yeah. So I started to see God bless me here, bless me there, bless me here. As soon as I began to trust God, the way that I did in my singleness, God took me off of a lot of things and put me into my passion. I now do my passion full time. And yeah. I kid you not, I could not get these. I'm like, where was these clients at when I was trying? Couldn't right. give it. Right. You weren't getting it. You were trying to provide. And, I, and I'm telling you, debt-free, stress-free. Right. Free on every level, right? Yeah. It doesn't happen. And, and and it was through that season that God began to take me back to what, you know, uh, back to the garden. He began to show me Adam never provided for Eve. For e. uh, I gave him everything he needed. And it's from that rested place and that posture that we submit. Lord, Father, you do whatever you want to do. So, right. And that, yeah. I mean, that's the key. To, and even when they sin and then adam had to take on the ability to actually start to till the ground um and then it talks about and i think what we do is we take the scripture that if a man don't work he doesn't eat. <laughs> um well way out of context no i get it is. it's true it's true uh, listen <laughs> because of what took place in uh, in 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 eden right yes that that was part that was part of the consequences that Hey, exactly. yes. the earth actually under before sin mm -hmm. replenished itself, itself through my glory, right? Yes. Through my through my holiness, the earth itself replenished. You pluck an apple, another apple just grew. Yeah. You didn't have dead seasons. You didn't have, oh my yeah. God, this yeah. didn't grow. That's yeah. like why Jesus was walking around, walking through, <clears throat> uh, going through Jerusalem and stuff. And then he ran into the fig tree and it sure. didn't produce. Right. And people right. are like, you know, because it wasn't even seasoned for that to produce. Yeah. Mm. But Jesus is linking. If I'm hungry. And I have authority over this earth. Right. Figs should grow in right. season or out of seasons have nothing to do with, you know, size right. of seed, faith, 
right. tell a mountain to be moved. It's it's more in that is that, well, I can't make a big mountain move. Well, not literally. We're not telling you that this great big mountain here is going to move out of the way of this. No, what we're telling you is that things that come in your life, that it doesn't even take that much faith to actually believe for God to actually make something make happen. Happen, right. But that also comes from submission. It also comes from hum humbling yourself before him. And like you said, is that the provision part of where we're at as men, do you have to work? Yes. Because right. the world system counts on you for currency. Like you can't yeah, do anything yeah. without cash. You can't, you're, you're literally, you not, don't, and listen, everybody don't take this and think, oh, they're right. I don't need to work. No, no, you need to work. This work, because what one thing God did tell us to do is that according to the laws of the land, mm -hmm. if it doesn't go against Christ, that you are supposed yeah. to buy by the law, right? So if the right. speed limit is 55, you go 55. <laughs> right, right. Now, it, but if it goes against Christ and, yeah. and, and what we do for him, then yes, we're to, supposed to go against that. So when you're looking at working, mm -hmm. and that, now that since just to go back is that from an identity standpoint, so if no one ever taught us how to have our, understand the identity that God has given us as, right. uh, as men of God, um, and, and the dominion and, and subduing the earth and then being entrusted to have stewardship over what we have. Mm -hmm. If nobody never teaches you that and, and, and you live basically a life of poverty and you're surviving, mm. so survival is a whole nother level, right? That's uh, a whole nother. Yeah. It's a whole nother level of, yeah. of, of, of a mental struggle that we deal with as men is that if my life is all about survival, yeah. The first time I get something that actually gives me kudos where I get a hooray. Hey, man, good job. Right. Anything that we, we're thriving and we're thirsting for that because we never got it. So if you don't have a father that I can say, hey, man, you did a good job today cutting the grass. Hey, man, you did a good job uh, listening to your mother. So if you don't have that in your life, anything out here that'll give you that you'll take it good, bad or indifference. So mm -hmm. if, even if I'm bad. Right. And I'm robbing banks and stuff. You know that those guys still get praise. Oh yeah, definitely. That, that type of masculinity that that that's mismanaged and 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 untrained and 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 uh and and has no guidance. The reason why they go into it is because it provides a level of praise from the peers of that culture of the same riffraff says, "Hey, we don't care about them over there. They're saying that you are robber thief and that this and we are saying that you're dope. I wish I could have got in on it. I would have put two in him. I would have did. Mm. And so you're getting this, you're you're fulfilling something, dude, that your dad. <laughs> right. Should have been given. That, yeah. Your dad was supposed to give you that and give you an understanding of it so that you would not be enticed, right? That's all Proverbs from one to 39. Yeah, you read all of that, man, and you're gonna see that it kicks off first chapter, talks about enticement. It kicks right into that. That you cannot be enticed by the people of the world for 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 wealth, uh, uh, lying for blood, uh, taking advantage of people. That's all what chapter one is talking about. It's all about taking advantage and, and being enticeful of from this world's perspective. Mm. But we're caught up in that right now because we have fathers that are missing. We have men who don't want to walk in the right type of masculinity. They want to yeah, misuse right. it. And this is the thing. It, it's not really toxic. They're purposely misusing it to for right. gain. People yeah. like Andrew Tatum, they're using it for gain. They're not using it because it's, oh my God, I'm just, no, they they understand that if I do this, there's an opportunity to make money. Right. That's it. That's yeah. it. Kevin yeah. Samuels, when you, when they even went back through his life, dude, and they showed him when he first started doing videos, this dude looked like a clown. Yeah. He, but when the money started, when he switched his tone and started talking like that and money started pouring in, then dude, without he had no guidance. So you're going to just come at women, no protection, no nothing. And then you're calling what you're doing, protecting women. I'm protecting them. Dude, this is a lousy, this is a lousy way to leave a woman broken for, and call it protection. If you're mm. breaking a woman down and you're fat, you're stupid, you're ugly, dude, you're destroying a woman and then you're calling it protection. I'm doing this yeah. for her safety. It's impossible to tear somebody down for their safety. You know exactly. why? Because it goes against the way that God actually told us how we should deal with one another. We should actually be building one another up. When your brother is weak, you're supposed to actually get down in the trenches with this dude or the young lady 
and be in it with them. <laughs> right. Like this is Christ is saying, listen, when they're down in there, you actually get down in there. You don't sit up on your high horse, dude, and just let them, hey, I'm gonna pray for you up here. No, if your brother said he's hungry, don't, don't tell him you're gonna pray him and wish him well. Go get them something to eat. So you see what I'm saying? Like, so it takes yeah. a so from the mindset that the world has, the that's why the relationship with Christ is so important. To, for, to secure the ability to actually understand the type of masculinity it takes to actually yeah. uh, to improve our communities. Right. That's what we have to do. We have to start trying to improve our communities. How do we do that? <clears throat> we use people like us. And it's, and I, and I definitely want to shout out to all the men that are out on the front line, man, that are actually pouring back into our young men. Right. <clears throat> it's a huge kudos for you guys. Uh, that are all of us are teaming up, man, to make sure that we're touching as many young men and, and exactly young men, uh, uh, to uh, not toddlers, but teenagers, young men, and even some middle adults, uh, yeah, young, young adults, adults yeah. man, uh, those young guys that that between an 18 and 35, because I'm mm -hmm. 47, right? So I can right. go to 35, <laughs> <laughs> but right in that zone, right. man, going back and talking. To them so that we can actually have a real dialogue so that we can understand i mean me and you we hooked up we hook up a couple uh, once a month and just from the guys that are on with us mm -hmm. that are in that age between 25 and 35 you hear them man i don't know i didn't really know what my identity was i really didn't understand what purpose is i never understood yeah but then you ask them man what, father no father nah no father or father was there dude but he barely he just worked all day so the worst thing I think you could tell you, leave your son with is just a work ethic. That is crazy. And then we're, we, we're defined by the work ethic. And, and the crazy part is, is what you were saying. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to go out there. Well, cause anyway, this Listen, is my, we got five minutes. We got to wrap it all in five okay. minutes. I'm going to give it to you in two. Go ahead. You got it. You got it. You got it. I'm going to give it to you in two. Jesus never did any work. So if you look at the if you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus told you, he says, the works I do, the father do. Right. He says, I work because my father works. So that so so the construct and the concept that we've learned of work has got a vastly change. If we if we are kingdom men, we do through him. Right. This is repetitive all through scripture. Uh, God doesn't do anything in anything in the earth without us, but we can't do anything without God. So it sounds to <laughs> me like we need each other. And even in the home, if you go to first Corinthians 11 and it'll tell you right there, it says, yeah, the man is the head of the woman, but the head of the man, man is Christ. Is right. So it's, it's a perpetual pattern of submit to submit to be submitted to. Oh, I like right. that. Right. You get what I'm saying? You, yeah. You're saying we submit. To, well, Jesus submits to God. Right. We submit to Christ. Our wife submit to us. If you flip that, if if the wife is trying to submit to the husband and the husband is trying to submit to Christ, well, and that's why the Christ in us is screaming out, is screeching because it's like I, I can't, I can't do anything with this because you won't lead, right? right. So. I want to leave men with that, man. I, I, I want to encourage y'all, man, definitely as men that you can do this, but you got to get your work ethic right. Your work ethic is not your bag. It's not what's in the bank. Your work ethic can only be done through and by Christ alone. Right. Nothing else. Right. And I definitely say that whatever you have to do to really get a great understanding on that. And we're going to... um and I told you before, man, I want to have you back on a few more times. We're just going to continue to dial this all the way through so that people can not just throwing out a topic and then, you know, you know, just ramping and running all over the place about masculinity, but really getting an understanding on. OK, so we had this great discussion about masculinity and then what's wrong with it. So then the next right, episode right. will be uh, and I want you guys to really tune in on to, on a part two to this is because then we're really going to break into leading as Christian men, because that's where. That's that's how we end up, you know, breaking the uh, that toxic type mm -hmm. of mentality around masculinity, if you want to say, yeah. is uh, really going into what how does God really want us to lead as men? What is the purpose behind that? Why is having our identity anchored in Christ the most important thing for the right type of leadership for women to do what he designed them to do, which was to submit to you and me and to follow us? What does submission look like? Why do you have to create an environment for submission mm -hmm. for the woman? 
Is it because she's so powerful? Because she is so impactful? It, yes, it is. This woman, and, and I'm, I mean, I'm going to leave on this note, and we're going to bring it back on the next one, is that the worst thing I think that we've done with our masculinity is because of where women have been placed because the due to the fact that we have not been in our right position mm. is to now tell someone who was built to help you and me get to where we supposed to get to, right, right. to tell them to actually bring something to the table. And if they don't have something, then it's no way that we could connect. <laughs> We're in this crisis right now, man, because what happened yeah. is that women have now said, okay, okay. If, if that's what you want, I'm going to go do it. So now you have women out here, man, making a quarter million or a million dollars a year single. Yep. Yep. They're single. Yep. You may think that they're in their masculinity. Yep. You're going to think all of that, but you know who told them to go do that? We did. Mm. We told them to go out there and do it because I am tired of being the right type of masculine that God created, which is someone that you can actually come to someone who actually care for you, someone who actually protect you, someone that you can actually trust in. Someone's going to be extremely loyal to the fact that you are not going to understand what the heck is going on. Like all of this stuff has got to be put in place. And if you remove that and tell a woman who was built, let's, let's get it correct. That she was literally created mm. from us for us. True. True. That's why women are at the top of the leaderboard across companies. That's why now companies are like, Hey, it's better for me to hire a woman CEO because they see how powerful. now the bad part about it is that women are not built for it. So they suffer. So they got mm. all of that bad. But if you talk to any average woman who makes all that money, man, she'll say, dude, I will let this all go and let a man. Yes. And that's literally what the tone is. I know that my wife has friends and you talk to them and it's like, yeah, I'd rather a dude just kind of would lead the way. I would like to take less money and and, and and let him pay all the, you know what I'm saying? Because really that's a lot. I mean, I got a sister. It's like, dude, I would love to have somebody take out my trash and go get my car and oil change and do all this stuff. You would. But the bad part about it is that guys, when you meet them, they want you to be some dude. Do you got yeah. money? What's your, what do you look like? What are you? It's like you want her to be feminine. But mm. carry the at, but carry everything else in a masculine way, which is all her bags and all her stuff. But then you want that woman to say that I'm gonna be submissive to you and do and 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 basically cater to you as a as a as a uh, a feminine type of a woman. And you yeah. basically can't have both of them in case y'all both came up together. Mm. You can't ask a 45 year old woman who's made her own way to now be some submissive woman in case you actually can create an environment for her to put to put that down when she gets home to be led. She has got to, but it's got to be a safe environment. If I'm over 40, yeah. if I'm yeah. in my fifties, oh, yeah. you if you're in your forties and fifties, I mean, they just have a stave established life. So if, the, if she's making $200,000, dude, I can put all of that stuff down, but the environment is going to, I can't be out here making money and stuff. And then you're cheating on me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I can't check your phone and then figure out why are you talking to your ex this. Like this all upsets the balance of having an environment for a woman to actually say, I trust you with everything I have. Women want to say, I trust you with everything I have. But we as men, without the proper structure, my dad, his dad, his dad, his dad, his dad, it's a breakdown there because mm -hmm. these dads were all not there. And so who is teaching who? I mean, my dad looks at me and say he can't believe that I changed the tide of the crumbies, the crumbies, uh, because wow. every person after him was the same. And he was like, bro, you and your brothers literally have changed the tide of what crumbie men are all about. Do you got I've been married 25 years this year. Mm, that's what's up. My mom and dad, they couldn't make it past seven. And I mean, mm. it might have only been two, two really good years. <laughs> out of the wow. seven years so my dad looks at me and go man you got 25 years my youngest brother got 22 years i mean this oh, is oh wow yeah that's so my dad goes you guys were supposed to be a statistic mm. now who who's the only person that can actually change and, and, and change the tide of something like that relationship with christ yeah that's it that's, that's it yeah that's the difference you and not not just change it for a minute and still end up that way, but literally do the full on change on. So yeah. now we're down to the last minute here, man. Listen, uh, I'm 
super excited that we finally got a chance to connect, man. Right. Uh, Likewise. Definitely do me a solid. I hope to have you back, man, next month. <laughs> and uh, and we're definitely going to leadership, uh, men leading their homes as a as a Christian man. And and what does that even look like? You know, yeah. How should we be reading the Bible? How should we be, you know, regurgitating the word back to our families? Man, let, we just kind of gonna go through, you know, just a few steps on that. That might be a two-time series on that one because uh, the job as a husband and, and a man and a provider, all that, that's a, it's a big task. And we want to walk through it, man, to help out the young, newly married, the old, you know, married people who may have started off one way from immaturity and now you're mature and now you want to do it the right way. So, um, thank you for having you on, man. Uh, my pleasure. Hey, I hope you guys <laughs> definitely take this man and share with everybody, you know, um, the comment section is going to be open, man. Please drop your comments in there. Ask as many questions as you need. I'll definitely make sure they get back to Moses, man. And then we'll definitely respond to those uh, accordingly. And if they're worthy to uh, drop another podcast <laughs> on some of them, and we'll definitely do that. Uh, so we're here for it. Yeah. Yep. So I'll check you guys out later. This is the plug in podcast with your boy Q and I'm out.